Hey, welcome to Brand Bite, the bite-sized podcast by the Barclay Card Global Brand Team. Hi, and welcome to Brand Bite, uh, the Barclay Card podcast. We've got three very special guests with me today looking at inspiring confidence. Uh, we've got one on the phone lines today, and that's Karen. Karen, how are you doing today? Hi, Dan. I'm doing really well, thank you. Lovely. And what you're up in Kirby in Liverpool, right? Uh, what do you do up there? Yes, that's right. So, yes, so I have the pleasure of um, managing the unsecured, vulnerable teams um, across Liverpool and Manchester. So we provide a service to our customers who are in need of additional support to help with their finances. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks for that. And Ronnie to my left. Hi, I'm Ronnie Dennison. I'm the external workplace training manager at Samaritans. Um, we've been responsible for delivering the training to Karen's team and other teams for Barclay Card and indeed for many other organisations. Great. Thank you. Welcome. And finally, to my right, the one and only, well, you've been here before, it's Dan. <laughs> Dan Carter. I wish everybody introduced me that way. <laughs> I feel like I should get that when I walk into the office. Um, so, yes, thank you. Nice to see you again, Daniel. Um, I'm Dan Carter. I look after brand experience for Barclay Card. And essentially what that means is it's my job to find innovative ways, I would say, mm. to create a best-in-class experience for customers, clients and colleagues. So um, I'm happy to be Great. here. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. And um, and for anyone who was listening is just catching up to our podcast now and maybe didn't catch our first ones, um, can you explain a little bit more about these um, principles, these guiding principles that you that Barclay Card use? Yeah, so, I mean, I know we spoke quite heavily on episode one yeah. about the what we call the brand experience principles. And these are four principles that I always say they guide the experience of our brand. Everything we do should be either created or you know, amended with these four principles in mind, whether it's a proposition, a product, or just how we interact with people. And I don't want to go too deep into them. I would I would say to people, go and listen to episode one. It was an amazing, amazing episode. Not <laughs> just because the I was there. there. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, one, of, one of the key principles on there was inspire confidence. Yeah. And from a high-level perspective, that it really means, you know, everything we do should be secure, reliable, and useful. That's, yeah. that's what inspiring confidence ultimately means. So, you know, people want to make sure, especially, I mean, we're a, we're a financial institution. Security yeah. is, is something that we should always be thinking in mind. And, and I'm quite proud to say we always do. But in terms of reliability and how useful something is, we're in a day and age that people want that more than anything. It's not useful for their time or beneficial for them. They're just going to move on. And from a brand, you know, Barclay Card is a really key thing for us. Mm. And um, essentially, that's what this episode is what we're going to be talking about, you know, how how can we inspire confidence beyond the three things I just said there yeah. in the people that we interact with and primarily our own colleagues because, you know, we'll always do it for our customers and clients regardless, sure. but those guys. I think that's key, right? It has to come from within and then, and that makes more sense. If it's if your colleagues are all inspired and confident, then that's naturally going to transfer over to the customers totally. and to, to everyone else. Um. I just wonder if, Ronnie, if you could give a little bit of background as to how you fit in with Barclay Card. Um, well, I think Karen can add in here. Um, mm -hmm. We've delivered um, a training course which is called Building Resilience and Wellbeing um, to Karen's team and others um, within the Barclay Card group. And, and, and that is all about somebody's 
just emotional well-being. It's about some really simple principles that people can understand about their emotional health. Mm-hmm. If I could think of one thing from that course that everybody could think about every single day, it would be the emotional health scale. And look at that emotional health scale, find out where you are on that emotional health scale. And if you're down the bad end side of it, speak to your colleague (laughs) and they'll get you back up the other end. So it's about opening that conversation. And then if your emotional health is in a really, really, really good place, then you will be more confident and definitely more useful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can just um, excuse my ignorance here, but can you just explain the emotional... Uh, scale a little bit, well-being scale a little bit. So what does that exactly entail? How does it work? So, for example, you've got up, you've stubbed your toe, yeah? You can't find the keys to the car. You're running late for work. So you're pretty much at the bad end of the emotional health scale. And it can take just a number of things that could put you there. And it's all about in terms of how you change that and work within yourself so that you're at the, I am going to be on time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You You know what I mean? I I am prepared. I've got that piece of work on my desk and I can just pick it up and I'm going to be able to run with it today. And Karen, um, how did that go down when you implemented the training? Yeah, I think um, one of my first observations really of... Barclay Cards was the excellent training that we do um, for our staff to have great conversations with our vulnerable customers. Mm. However, one thing that was really, I suppose, a concern of mine is that we have the, the colleagues in the vulnerable teams who are speaking to our most vulnerable customers day in and day out, five days a week, six days on some occasions. And actually, my thoughts were, so what, what are we doing proactively to support or offer support to help build the resilience of our colleagues, to help them continue to do the great job that they do. When Dan and I first got together, um, Dan had already, as, as he's mentioned, started to explore um, you know, the different tools and techniques that we could actually um, look into in terms of inspire confidence in, in our colleagues in order to inspire confidence in our customers. And Dan had the, um, had the thoughts about the Samaritans. Um, and, and that's really where a lot of this came from. Thank you, Karen. Um, I just wanted to pick up something. Um, you said um, that the... Well, I can't remember what the words you use now, but when you said you're, some of your staff are dealing with customers who are maybe... Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah, vulnerable. <laughs> what does that exactly mean? Um, if, if you can just sort of spread some light on that. Uh, vulnerability is all about... Um, looking at customers, and, or not so much customers, but any, any one of us at a moment in time, and understanding whether or not that particular experience that they're going through um, or the, the health issue that they, they may be dealing with, what is the impact that that is having on their ability and their capability to either manage their finances or indeed even afford some of their you know, financial ob- obligations And we find that by having the right conversation with our customers, then quite often, you know, we get the customer right back on track. Um, It may take him a little bit of time um, to get there, but with our support um, and by us listening, you know, to to what is happening. And so uh, does that sort of transfer onto your team then internally? So that's why someone um, like... uh... 
like Ronnie here has had to sort of come in just to help your team deal with the stress of having to deal with other people's problems? does happen um, occasionally. I mean, we have got a fairly resilient team already, but I think for me it's really important that we don't ever take that for granted and yeah. Yeah. are just mindful of the fact that actually, you know, the same as our customers, any one of the, you know, the vulnerable um, things that we've talked about in terms of diagnosis or losing jobs or life events that happen to us all, they can happen to anybody. Mm. One of the things I've learned as well in the last probably six months is quite often as, as line managers we think oh just just take some time out it's absolutely fine you know go and grab a cup of coffee go and have a glass of water go and get some fresh air yeah and actually we've changed quite a bit over the last six months and one of the things that we try to do now is still offer that time to move away and not to continue um, you know, taking more calls and speaking to more customers. But what we do is try to get people to talk if they want to. By inspiring confidence, I guess. Is the... Absolutely, yes. Yes, that's right. And, and Dan, what are Barclay Card doing to inspire confidence in, in your team and your colleagues around you? I mean, there's so much happening, as you can imagine, in, in, in our business just because of the sheer size of it. Yeah. And I think the greatest thing about inspiring confidence is it, you can translate it depending on your team. So you, a lot of people could think, okay, what does inspiring confidence have to do with bringing in the Samaritans for, you know, a team up in Liverpool who have who are already, as Karen said, you know, very resilient. Very resilient. Yeah, yeah. I've seen these guys in action and what they do is amazing. But essentially it's about, you know, and really thinking outside the box with these principles and being resilient is one thing but being confident to you know continually build your own resilience is something completely different sure. um and whilst we're doing a lot of work in the business as you can imagine yeah we my our role is to inspire confidence in our customers our clients you know um but if we were just to stay on on this particular topic it's for me if i was to break it down and i said those three things you know secure reliable and useful the reason that karen and i and it's been great working with Karen on this because when we talk about secure, you know, it's bringing in the experts yeah. and giving the colleagues a safe and secure space where they can just yeah. really openly and honestly get involved. Yeah. I think I think the course um, is not just for Barclay Card. I think this course is very, very much for the individual. Yeah. Um, and okay. actually... Coming to do this podcast was making me think on the train. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, my boss yesterday asked me for some stats. And I put together the stats and I thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, those stats look terrible. I'm really busy. Ping went the email. Yeah. And off I went to the pub last night. So I forgot about the stats. Woke up this morning I can't believe I sent that email. It was such bad stats. And the first thing I thought about this morning, stats, the stats. Got to work. First email, my boss. Thanks a lot for that, Ronnie. Exactly what I wanted. But my mind, because to me and my own personal standards, they just weren't good enough. Yeah, yeah. And we cover that as part of the course to sort of say, look, you may have some of your principles and your standards and your morals that actually you measure yourself against the whole time, but sometimes you don't have to. Mm -hmm. 
you know what, because you are good enough. What you're doing is good enough. And so I think there's elements like that within the course that therefore helps build up the confidence. But just to let you know, I still replied to my boss and said, look, just to explain those stats. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's good to have high goals and to have high standards of yourself. Yeah. But to realise that it's not the be-all and end-all and that you where you are in the grand scheme of things is also important. What you were asked for, you've given. Have you delivered that? Exactly. That's good enough and be positive about it and don't distort it because it wasn't good enough for you personally. Yeah. I think I do the same thing in all fairness. I I don't know where I judge myself against these high expectations or why I've given myself the impression that I can do it. But nonetheless, I have. Um, But one, (laughs) one thing that... Karen mentioned was just around how the colleagues received it and the greatest thing I felt when I was there because both Karen and I were there watching it um watching oh were you be delivered. I didn't yeah. know you were there yeah we were there so oh, we cool. were actually seeing the delivery we didn't get involved yeah, yeah, but yeah we were just basically there just really kind of watching and just listening to the um the trainer who was incredible and it was the greatest thing for me was that we didn't go in with any expectations of of an output that makes sense so we didn't we didn't set ourselves a target of saying you know we want to ask 50 percent, and we hope that 50 percent of those say it was an amazing call it was never about that Mm -hmm. and to see some of the feedback that karen has has shared with me because i've already seen some of it i mean it's just nice to see i was getting quite emotional points because people genuinely threw themselves into that course Mm. from a personal Mm. perspective they took themselves out of the work environment even though Which they were great. at work yeah and they put themselves into the scenario yeah. yeah and i think that really made a difference yeah. i mean we've had feedback from numerous other companies and and as dan quite rightly says you know it's taken you it can take you out of that work environment and i remember one of our delegates who fed back and sort of said, I'm never going to speak to my four-year-old son like that again. Where that came from within the course, I don't know. And equally, you know, we, we, we've got feedback whereby, you know, because we talk in the course in terms of where's your support? You know, have you got a support network around you? And it gives people time to stop and think about that because people do and they've got their parents and whatever yeah. and family and friends. And we'll get feedback saying, look, that's it. I'm just going to spend more time with my family. The washing up and the ironing can go to the bottom of the pile because they're my support network. Yeah. I've found that out. I've realised that. Mm. And I want to spend more time with them. Mm. And that just makes a more resilient person yeah, and a more yeah. confident person. Reevaluating what's important to that yeah. person, to the individual. Yeah. 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 I mean, at times like now, though, so it's like January. You know, <laughs> Christmas, oh. New Year's, or any... It, it, I mean, there's so many other religious uh, festivals as well. You know, historically, for me, it's it's quite a down time because I would love the Christmas period from a personal... For yeah, personal yeah, yeah. reasons, all my family comes together, X, Y, and Z. And then uh, after that, I'm always quite down just for the fact that it's over. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this is horrendous. How many days until <laughs> the next Christmas? How many days until payday? <laughs> and oh, that one. Yeah, and that's what a lot... That's yeah. what I was, I was actually going to say. What a lot of people are thinking is, they're not thinking, oh, my God, I miss Christmas. A lot of people are, you know, going through other things at this period of time, financially sure. especially. Yeah. And yeah. I guess, I mean, Karen, I just... I know that was something that we... When we were talking about bringing this course to your guys, we wanted to do it really... Um, 
before that period, didn't we? For that yeah. reason, we just wanted to make sure that colleagues got to experience that course before the Christmas season really hit. That's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely, Dana. I think um, that, that was ultimately our goal, wasn't it? Working with the Samaritans to, to try and secure some time before Christmas because, as, as you've alluded to there, you know, whichever festival it may be, um, you know, lots of people will celebrate and lots of people will have a really nice time. But equally, there are lots of people who find those times really difficult and quite hard. So it was, for me, it was really important to make sure that we tried to be as proactive as we could by giving some of the tools up front. So prevention rather than cure, I suppose, for want of a better expression. On that one, I just wondered if you wouldn't mind, Ronnie, just um, maybe perhaps giving us uh, an insight into some of those tools and techniques. Um, I mean, there's so many elements of it. I, I think a lot of people take away the at-your-best cards. <laughs> These cards are brilliant. Um, there are simple pictures. There are 100 cards in a pack. Mm -hmm. Each delegate has to look at that picture pick their 10 favourite pictures, yeah? On the other side of that card is yeah. a word, and it may say patience, it may say understanding, and there are lots of clever people, a lot cleverer than me, um, that, that these cards have been tested psychologically. And that indicates that when you're at your best, not when you're at your worst, but when you're at your best those words on the other side of the cards reflect you at your best. Interesting. Um, so me at my best could be calm, because sometimes I'm not very calm, because yeah, you know, yeah. I'm really excitable, but, <laughs> and I get really passionate about things. And, um, but actually, for me to be at my best, it's yeah. for me to be a bit calmer at times. So loads of delegates, delegates flip them over. And I think the vast majority say that those 10 words describe them in between 80 to 100% accuracy. Wow. Then that's them at their best. So they work on, on those aspects of them as an individual, which produces the best in them. Um, so I think that's one of the great things that's taken from it. I think I was telling Dan once, there was one organisation where... That particular team who deal with vulnerable customers um, just start every single day off by saying, right, OK, we've got the emotional health scale on the wall. Where are you, Jill? Where are you, Anne? Where are you, Tom? And let's mm. get each, every one of us at the good end of that emotional health scale before we start the day. So people yeah. take away things from the course that have inspired them and so, they apply them to their either their work life or their personal well, life. I mean, some delegates have fed back and said they're going to do a marathon. <laughs> I've been on our course. I'm still not running a marathon. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, some people really pick up on mindfulness. Um... I don't know how the mindfulness went down on the course, Karen. Um, you know, it's difficult sometimes um, with males to have that type of conversation and that type of It's funny of, you say that, though, because action. one of the feedbacks that we got from somebody who attended the course, he specifically said that his favourite part of the course was the mindfulness part. Was it? Yeah, he actually said that, and... Um, when we, when we captured his feedback, he was saying, you know, he actually said what you just said there. 
you know, my favourite part of, was, you know, the mindfulness part. And it's funny because I don't usually talk to people about my problems. Because he's a man. Yeah. 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 And I can relate to that yeah. My, yeah. myself, essentially, to be like, you know, I'm the kind of person that's just like, I'll just crack on with it. Yes. Like, it's all just, I'm just being silly. Yeah. Or like, it doesn't really matter. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's an element of toxic masculinity there. Yeah. A little bit where we're like told not to. Yeah. Boys don't cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Karen will know um, that from her vulnerable... Pe- um, customers, it'll be men that will be the ones that find it hard to talk, which is why as Samaritans we're always targeting men mm. and we're always encouraging men to open up more and talk and um, and be more resilient. That's great. I mean, I, I guess the greatest thing is we're, we're not short in examples of all the activity we're doing. Everyone from uh, from entry-level staff, could be school leavers or somebody who's just joined the business, all the way up to seniors, you know, MDs, CEOs are talking about this. And and the examples are, are insane. Just It could be family examples about their children. It could just be something they went through personally. And our uh, Barclays and Barclay Card are encouraging constantly people to, you know, share their stories, talk about it, work differently. Yeah. We are always promoting dynamic working as, as an organisation. Yeah. You do not need to be in the office nine to five, stuck to your desk to deliver yeah. your job in the best way possible. That sometimes yeah. causes certain people not to be as productive mm. as the next person, which then could, you know, cause stress mm. or anxiety, whatever it may be. Um, I don't want to share the full-on detail on the podcast about all the stuff we're doing, but um, I, I guess the greatest thing is, if, if people even go onto our LinkedIn channel, we're, we're very active and sharing a lot of the work we're doing okay. around well-being so i would just you know encourage people to go there or visit our, our website just to see because we do um talk about it externally a lot and even like our life skills program and stuff like that we're very very active in the community so right. we we make sure that we interact with the right people you know at the right time and if we don't have the expertise to do that we will then obviously yeah. interact with I think, Samaritans. Yeah, I think, Karen, um, it'd be interesting to find your thoughts in terms of um, doing some type of survey sort of three, four months down the line. What skills are, are the team still using from the course? How are those skills impacting on them, therefore being more confident and more able yeah, I think, I think that's always important, isn't it, Ronnie, to make sure that actually when you deliver something or when, um, you know, you invest some, t- some time um, in people's well-being or resilience or, or any, any training at all, is that actually it's not just a one hit, it's important to follow it through. Um, so, so, yeah, absolutely, completely on board with that. And I think, um, I think ultimately for me, the most important thing is, is, is keeping the momentum going. So from from a personal point of view with my leadership team here in Kirby and Manchester, you know, our, our, one of our, I suppose, actions and, and goals that we took away from the session as a, as a team, as a leadership team, is to ensure that, you know, we introduce different ways of, of actually, I suppose, just helping our people relax, giving them tools and tips and things and, you know, encouraging people to go out at lunchtime, take a walk, that sort of thing. And I think for me, one of the things as well is is to to keep looking all the time through, you know, all the literature that we've got, all the social media, and in a good way where there is so much information about mindfulness and about well-being. And an interesting, you know, fact that I stumbled upon um, only the other day, just to share very briefly, um, 
this was talking about kind of daylight and sad and seasonal affectiveness disorder and it was saying that if you go out on a sunny day for 15 minutes you'll actually get exposed to a unit of light called a lux so I learned something there I didn't even know what a lux was so <laughs> what is a lux Karen say, I still don't know a, lux. <laughs> a, lux, a lux is a unit of light so what it's saying is that go out on a sunny day 15 minutes and you get 30,000 units of lux if you go outside on a cloudy day you'll only get 10,000 and if you are in the office, in a well-lit office, you get 500 units. So in terms of what we actually need to help us just in terms of our general well-being, we need that light. It's really important that we try and, and make that time. And I think, Dan, what you just said is a brilliant point in terms of it's important that everybody leads by example and introduces self-care. It is okay. Um, to be able to invest some time in our own self-care. Totally agree. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I know that um, certain companies, some of the big tech companies, they have a lot of these sort of mindfulness policies where, you know, they encourage brain breaks or chance to just sort of get out of the office, get some light. You know, with time differences, people working across time zones and all their working shift work, nurses and doctors or yeah. people on the phones 24 hours a day or whatever it is you're doing. It could be that, you know, you're not seeing getting enough light, you're not getting that confidence and getting that feel-good factor. It's tough. Well, thank you all for being here today. Um, it's been Brand Bites. Um, I just wondered if I could go around and get everyone's uh, final thoughts. Karen, if you could let us know. Oh, gosh. Um, I think for me it's just really exhilarating and exciting um, that we are investing as much time as we are in building resilience. For me, it's so important for our future sustainability. Brilliant. Thank you. And Ronnie? Um, well, from a Samaritan's perspective, um, strategically, we need everybody in society to be more emotionally resilient um, whoever they are, whoever they work for, wherever they are, um, so that their lives don't become a crisis. So in terms of uh, sharing this, in terms of a training course ex externally, mm. that helps us with our overall Samaritan strategy because we want everybody to be emotionally well, and oh. that includes everyone at Barclay Card as well. Oh, lovely. And Dan, one final thing from you, if you could just give us a roundup of your thoughts. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just been a really great conversation it to has. talk about this, yeah, especially yeah. since it's been um, something we've been working on for such a, a long time now. It's just nice to see, you know, we're talking about it so positively. I guess for me, it's just really important for me to say that it's okay to not always feel confident, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I guess one of the most important things is just to remember not to suffer in silence. You know, there are so many different ways that you can get a helping hand, different people that you can talk to. Um, and I just really want to stress that, you know, do not feel you have to go through this alone. And I, I guess it, it might be quite nice. I mean, Ronnie, if anybody felt that they wanted to talk to the Samaritans, you know, what's the best way for them to reach out to you guys? Absolutely. Um, I think the best way for them to find out and reach out to us is go to www.samaritans.org and you will find all the different ways how you can contact the Samaritans and their 20... And they are there 24 seven um, to help and support you either by phone or face to face or text. Yeah, brilliant. That's great. Thank you everybody for being here. Thank you for joining us, Karen, on the phone lines. 
Thank you too. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Karen. And thanks, Ronnie. Cheers. Thank you. And thank you, Dad, for joining thank us. You. Thank and you. thank you for listening, everybody. It's been wonderful. It's been a pleasure. And we'll join you next time here on Brand Bite. Barclay Card. Start today.